William Nieder comes through in his return home to Sweden as the Leafs take the first game of the Global Series. Plus, we'll get you set up for Sunday's game against Wild. This is the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked on Leafs podcast, your daily fix for all things Leafs. I'm your host, David Morsuti from Sportsnet. As always, Locked on Leafs is a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast, so make sure you subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can catch us up on YouTube, Locked on Leafs, your team every day. Make sure you go and subscribe to the channel and also like this video if you like this video. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. I know we were a little late to getting the show up today. Today is Friday. But we had a game today, a 2 o'clock in the afternoon game, if you're on the Eastern time zone here, because the Leafs did play their first game over in Sweden, and it took some time, took some time, but eventually the Leafs did find their legs in this game, and it was William Nylander and really that whole line with John Tavares and Tyler Bertuzzi that were the spark that the Toronto Maple Leafs needed to pull off a comeback victory over the Detroit Red Wings, winning 3-2 in Stockholm. And there was a lot happening in this game, uh, especially early on, because you get out onto the ice, all the you know, you watch all the guys players come onto the ice, and it's a different look for this Leafs team. One that I've in all my years watching this Leafs team, I don't think I've ever seen this look before. And but people in the comments, let me know if you've heard anything different before. I've never seen the Leafs wear blue helmets with white jerseys. You know, it's a Leaf game when Twitter's going on about the Leafs wearing blue helmets with white jerseys. And it's it's a, it's a different look. If you've been watching this team for as long as I mean, I have. I know a lot of you guys have been watching this Leafs team a lot longer than I have. Know that that takes some getting used to. Uh, I let's just say that I at first was not the biggest fan of the look because again, it's new for me. I'm not used to seeing it. It grew on me a little bit because let's be honest, we I kind of understood maybe they were trying to pay homage to you know the fact that the Swedish team does wear blue helmets. Maybe there was a little bit of an homage to that, but I didn't mind the look too much. Um, it grew on me a little bit. But my preference is the White Helmets. Let's just get this out of the way. I know that I'm not going to spend the whole podcast talking about helmet colors, but um, maybe we see this again down the road. I mean, look, we've seen this Leafs team wear black helmets with the uh, with the Justin Bieber black jerseys, so it's not like we've never seen the Leafs stray away from normal convention when it comes to their their colors and things like that. But yeah, the blue helmets were were different for me. I will admit that. And uh, I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes kind of started the the trend a little bit here. They wear those their red helmets with the white jerseys to give themselves a different look. I actually kind of hate that look a little bit for Carolina. I feel like the red it just really pops a little bit too much. I find the blues a little more subtle. This still gets takes some getting used to. But hey, if the blue helmets mean you get a win, maybe you take it. Maybe you take it because the Leafs. Uh, it was a very slow start to this game. 
no way, no way around it. Uh, it, it, it looked like a team that had been off the ice for about five days, right? They last played on Saturday. They spent a couple days practicing, flew out to Sweden. They practiced like right as soon as they got off the plane. That was the the plan all along from the team because they would want to make sure that they didn't want the travel lag, the jet lag to really get to the team, right? Because it takes some time to get accustomed to the time zone. But you know, one player, one player who doesn't need to get really accustomed to the time zone because he's done this many times before, and that was William Nylander. Um, but again, like you watched the first two periods of this game, it was a lot of sloppiness, right? The Leafs weren't making crisp passes. They they just looked like they were kind of out of sorts for a lot of it. And it's not the first time we've seen the Leafs do this, um, right? You know, they've had slow starts. They've had moments where things are not really going their way. But what you have to appreciate was it didn't, they didn't let it break things down, right? They go down to nothing in this game. And look, that, that was tough because uh, let's get the elephant out of the room right away. And that's the goal that initially we didn't even, I didn't even realize that a goal had potentially been scored because of the play in the net where um, the Red Wings defensive wallman took the net off. Right. And we were like, are they challenging it for delay game? Once you realize that Mitch Marner had taken a shot on that, that looked like it went, where the net would have been, right? And that usually means that even if the net is knocked off, if the referees determine that a goal would have been scored had the net stayed on, the goal will count. And what I what I had a hard time thinking was, okay, they do that review. They see that the puck clearly goes through the blue paint, goes through where the net would have been. Looked like it would have likely have been a goal had there been an actual net in place there. Um, but obviously, initially, we thought maybe um, Alex Line got a foot on it and pushed it out a little bit past where the post would have been. But TSN uh, did in their intermission report showed that where the post had been, looked like the puck would have still remained on the inside there. The tough part was because Wallman's hand and where he was would have been where the post was. That makes it a lot tougher. Usually plays like this, and as I mentioned on the broadcast, it's like really in a, in a clear identified spot on the ice, right? Not really a concealed part. Um, but anybody wondering why that goal didn't count? The problem with that play is the refs have to have clear evidence that they're going to overturn the initial call on the ice, which was a no goal. Again, no, really, I didn't have an idea that they scored. So like this would have been, that would have kind of been a, a bonus in that situation. And look, the Leafs then had some sloppy moments in their own end, right? The Matthews turnover that led to an incredible save by Samsonov on Dylan Sprong, who got a few whacks at it. Um, and then eventually Riley getting his hand on the puck led to the penalty shot. They scored to go up one, nothing Lucas Raymond with a filthy shot to give them a two, nothing lead. It, it, it was really looking like this was going to be a game that the Leafs weren't really into, right? They were there, but they weren't in the game, right? And you like they were going to need a serious turnaround in that third period if they were going to win that game. Lo and behold, it was uh, meant to be for William Nylander and company because they found a way to get the uh, three goals, three unanswered goals in the third period. I'm going to break down more so what I liked about that third period Despite 
the not so great play in the first and second period. But what I liked, especially in that third period, on the other side, this is the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Leafs podcast is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With clear last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. If you're looking, maybe uh, if you're looking to get tickets to the next Leaf game, you know, holidays are coming up, potentially looking to get tickets for your fam, go to the Game Time app. You will find great tickets, great deals, last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, and it's easy to find the tickets at all the venues and places you're looking for. Maybe potentially when the Leafs are in Chicago next week playing Condor Bedard, you can look on the Game Time app and see what tickets like are like over there. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, hockey, comedy, theater, all of those things. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL as L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. David Morissuti here. Mike DeSefano, he's not here for today. He had uh, some family things he had to take care of. So I decided I want to get a podcast up after the game. Probably the perfect time to do so because we can also get you set up for Sunday's game against the Minnesota Wild. 8 a.m. for anybody who's looking to watch that one here on the Eastern Time Zone. Unfortunately, if you're on the West Coast, it's a pretty early start. But you're six hours ahead in Europe. You got to find a way to make it work for everybody that wants to watch the game. So make sure you have that down in your calendar, wherever you want to put down a reminder. 8 a.m. on Sunday is the next game. But as I talked about in the last segment, the Leafs didn't look so hot in the first first couple periods against the Red Wings. I thought second period they were a little better. First period was just that was that was a tough watch. Um, again, kind of expected it a little bit when they haven't played so long. Detroit played the night before, so they at least had some. We're in a bit better game shape. Although I will say with the Leafs having some time to practice and it's not like they had just gone off the plane like a day ago or two days ago. They've been there for a couple of days. So it's good to see that they were able to get their legs on them, especially in that third period. I thought that third period, that's the Leafs. That's the Leafs that you had come. We've been coming to expect this season, right? They had, they dominated the shot chances. They got some power play time, right? I think that was a big one for them to get that power play. Late in the game, Nylander scoring. Where, like, what a great shot, right? Not not even getting a lot of time to really think about it. Put it on net, get that past Alex Line, who had a pretty decent game. You know, obviously, uh, he was uh, he's he's been known a little bit of a leaf killer. I've seen Alex Line in person and have seen exactly how tough he can be against Leafs. So it's good to see that the Leafs didn't allow Alex Line to have the Alex Line game against them. So. They they do come back with a much much better effort in the uh, in the third period. To give you an idea, at five on five, the scoring chances for the Leafs were sixteen, Detroit two, nine high danger scoring chances for the Leafs, two for the Red Wings. 
that's what you like to see a little bit more of. Like, I will say this as brutal as the first and first and second period were for Leafs, and I think part of that also had to do with a lot of penalties that they took. The Leafs did limit the high danger chances, or at least were cut, were even in a lot of cases, right? They finished the game at 14 high, high danger chances for six against. So the Leafs were on the positive side of that. That's important there. That's where the Leafs are going to thrive. I even thought Ilya Samsonov had a had a pretty decent game. I had him as actually my third star. As you know, after every Leafs win, we do three stars. Initially, after first two periods, I'm thinking, oh, we're going to go with the good, bad, and ugly here. we got to get that ready to go. But it is the three stars. They did win the game. I had, I had Ilya Samsonov as my third star. Look, I didn't think it was a perfect game from Samsonov. There were times where he looked like a little out of sorts, where the, he wasn't sure where the puck was. He wasn't sure if he squeezed it tight enough. But what I liked about it was he battled through it. I got a little worried when he got that puck up high. It looked like close to like the chest throat area. It really makes me wonder why more goaltenders don't have that Mark Andre Fleury shield. I know sometimes things like that can be uncomfortable, but it's for protection. We've seen any any extra protection you can provide yourself could make such a big difference. So, like, you know, I wonder if the least do consider telling Samson we gotta make sure we got a little more protection because it's not the first time a shot up high has really given him some trouble, right? I think he took one off the shoulder before, and that's given him some trouble. So that's something I think the Leafs are going to have to figure out with uh, with Samsonov. Yeah, it happens. doesn't happen all the time. But if you can prevent a situation where your goaltender gets hurt by a shot up high, you definitely want to take it, right? So, yeah, I think Samsonov was very deserving of uh, a third star there. Made some pretty good saves, especially... Uh, in the first period where the Leafs were kind of discombobulated a little bit. They weren't really playing well. He kept them in that game and uh, at least made it easy on him in the third period. Didn't really, <laughs> He didn't have to really face um, a lot of chances in that third period. So credit to Samsonov for getting the win. Another game where the Leafs allowed fewer than... I know this wasn't a home game for the Leafs, but they're getting better on that, you know, on the defensive side where they're not allowing as many goals on net. That's a good thing to see there. Second star for me, I'm going to cheat again. I cheated in the last episode where I gave a line uh, a star and I double dipped a little bit. I'm going to do that again here today because really, if you're looking at all the forwards in this game, the trio of Nylander, Tavares, and Bertuzzi were the reason why the Leafs won this game, right? They don't win that game if that line doesn't turn things around for them offensively in that third period. All three goals involving that second line. I know that Nylander scored on the power play, but the two goals, right, at five on five are, are at even strength came from Tavares, Bertuzzi, and Nylander. That line has been really good. They have found their confidence. They're playing very confident, and that's dangerous, right? It's going to be more dangerous when the rest of the team can be in sync and all be thriving at the same time. I'm looking at that top line. They didn't really look great in this game. I, I thought I thought I expected a little more of them. Yeah, there were a few chances here there. Matthews got few got through for a, a decent shot on that, but they just didn't look their best. And this is where having those good secondary options, right? When your top line's not going. You need that second line. I even thought, like, at times, the third line had some good pressure on that. They just didn't have it 
like sustained pressure enough at times. That's where they got to do a little better. That's where they thrive that third line. I thought they weren't weren't bad themselves, you know, for moments. They had some had moments where they weren't great, but that second line was the reason why the Leafs won this game. And that's why I also have William Neal as my first star because he started it all, right? You look at, you know, the Bertuzzi goal. He decides, all right, I'm taking the puck myself. He's starting that play at the blue line, does his, you know, patent. It's a patented move now. The patented turnaround, right? Shakes the defender, goes in around the net in Bertuzzi. Like, you know, if anybody was worried about Tyler Bertuzzi, I wouldn't be worried about Tyler Bertuzzi anymore at this stage, right? Yes, I understand it's been a few games, but Bertuzzi has really, really found his groove on that second line, right? And, and you know, where is he scoring his goals? In front of the net. That's where Tyler Bertuzzi is going to make his money, right? That's why the Leafs paid him $5.5 million because he is able to get those plays in front of the net, right? He's not, he's not afraid to go to the net. He's not afraid to get down dirty. He's got to do that more. And look, I think the other benefit too is you had John Tavares take away the other defenseman in front of that. When you that's I think important. If you really want to be success a successful team in front of the net, you need numbers, right? It's much easier to defend Tyler Bertuzzi when you can get a couple of bodies in front of him, making it harder for those pucks to go through. Bertuzzi because Tavares occupied that other defender in front of the net, Bertuzzi got great positioning in front of the net. Um, I don't remember the defenseman that hit that was defending him on that play, but like that's that's an easy goal for him. Easy tap and goal. He made sure he didn't miss that one. And then obviously with uh with Nylander, you know, he's he's finding ways to just get these, get these, get the offense going, right? His skating ability to extend plays take a lot of attention to him right when Nylander has the puck on his on his stick opposing players are going to take notice and it opens up chances for again Tavares Bertuzzi look at the goal by uh Tavares the one that that wins the game for them when when do the teams like John Tavares left open at the side of the goal well when Justin Hall's on the ice that's when it happens Justin Hall actually loses Tyler Bertuzzi on that play. And Olimata doesn't realize John Tavares is just sitting there for the backdoor goal. Like that pass by Bertuzzi, world-class, just really nice. And so I'm really liking the second line. I What I like especially is they bring something different from the first line. Right there, you know, Nylander's got the, got the skill. He's able to kind of weave in through traffic. Bertuzzi's that, you know, gritty guy, go to the net. And Tavares... It's the strength of Tavares, right? And knowing where to be at, at the right times, and he's getting those prime scoring opportunities. So I really, really do like the chemistry of that second line right now. I think it's very, very important. So those are my three stars from this game. I think, uh, you know, yeah, was it a perfect game for the Leafs? No, it wasn't, but it was good enough to get the three points. They need to just bank these points right now. They, they got some catching up to do, right? Four-game losing streak. They have some work to do, right? So these are important games for them. Great, great effort by that second line in Minnesota. Actually, against Detroit. Now we got Minnesota next. Uh, so to te- I'm going to preview all that. What to expect in this game? Do we see Klingberg or Timmons come back in this game? I'll discuss that more here on the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On These Podcast is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED Generics Force, Dialis, Viagra, Revadio prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. Verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half. Just a habit. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Price is lower than local farmers. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love will want to get some peace of mind by having your supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com if it's offered to you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. That is J A S E medical.com. Welcome back to the Locked On These Podcasts, your daily fix for all things Leafs. I'm your host, David Morissuti, and we just finished wrapping up the, uh, the Leafs versus Red Wings matchup. And now we have the Leafs versus the Wild. And this game has a different feeling to me than the first time the Leafs and the Wild played each other because the Minnesota Wild were actually a half decent team in that in that regard. Um, the Wild have really really struggled this season, and it, it kind of really started in that game where the Leafs Leafs really took it to them. They remember that game seven four. The Wild since then have have I, I, it's kind of. It's kind of puzzling how how poor the Minnesota Wild have played. They're five eight and two right now. They have twelve points on the season. They have scored fifty goals. So goal scoring hasn't really been the problem. The real problem has been keeping the puck out of their net. They've allowed sixty four goals against this season. And just to give you an idea, just to help you visualize how many goals that is and how poor that has been for the Minnesota Wild. The Chicago Blackhawks have allowed 49 as a team. The San Jose Sharks, who are the worst team in the NHL, have allowed 73. Okay. Again, yes, pretty high number in comparison, but that's that's a lot of goals. Uh, the Blue Jackets, who have had their struggles, 61 goals they've allowed. The Montreal Canadiens, 61. The Andre Vasilevsky less. Tampa Bay Lightning have allowed 61 as a team. So the Minnesota Wild right now are very leaky. They uh, are actually coming off an 8-3 loss to the Dallas Stars, which have really, really, I, I wouldn't say pushed the panic button, but we're getting to that point, right? So they're really hoping that this trip to Sweden can help kind of reset things because it's really puzzling everything that's kind of going wrong for this Minnesota wild team. Like if you look at this team on paper, it should be a pretty solid team, but now they, now um, Dean Abbasson, the uh, wild head coach has thrown his lines in a bit of a blender here. Um, Marco Rossi is now going to be the top line center for this team. We know Marco Rossi highly touted prospect for the wild. He's not going to be playing with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. That's going to be the new top line there. Again, like offense hasn't really been their issue. Uh, Jared Spurgeon has been, you know, he had been out for a bit. 
maybe because of that, um, it's been taking some time for him to get back into into the order of things here. Brock Faber has now been playing top line minutes as a rookie. It's a lot to ask. Like, though, know, Jonas Brodeen, Jake Middleton, John Merrill, Zach Bogosian now joins the team. He's on their third line, uh, third pairing. Like, this is a team that I, I'm I'm struggling to really get why things haven't been going well. A lot of people have been talking about the goaltending hasn't really been good. Um, Gus, Philip Gustin will get the start against Otto, so I would assume that Marc-Andre Fleury um, will get the, the start against the Leafs. But one area that somebody pointed out to me as an issue for this Minnesota Wild team is um, the high danger save percentage while they're on the penalty kill is dead last at 55.5%. Uh, Gustin and Flurry have pretty much, they've struggled. They have struggled to keep the pucks out of that, especially on the penalty kill. The Wild have sur- has surrendered a goal 19 times on 52 chances to kill a penalty. It like It is going to be, at this point, they might be one of the worst teams on the penalty kill. And, and a lot of people worry that that's, that's something that's going to take a lot of time for them to get back up to speed, which is a good thing for the Leafs because the Leafs have been thriving on the power play. Um, so if you're the Leafs, if I'm going to provide a key to victory in this game, take advantage of a pretty crappy Minnesota Wild penalty kill. I mean, And look, Austin Matthews, we talked about the struggles that top line has been having. Second hat trick of the season came against the Minnesota Wild, so... Maybe there's a hat trick uh, in the wings waiting for him. I do think that this this Leafs team matches up pretty well against Minnesota. Again, a team that is struggling defensively, the Leafs can take advantage. They'll hopefully have a better start. And that's important. They got off to a good They actually scored first against Minnesota. They went on a little bit of a scoring run there. Minnesota then started to, you know, claw back a little bit. And then the Leafs eventually won that game seven to four. So I do think if you're looking for kind of the keys to the game, I think, you know, take advantage of a pretty bad penalty kill for the wild. Um, you know, this wild team does still have some good offensive players. So you're going to have to really watch out for guys like Kaprizov, Marco Rossi, right? And they play a big, heavy game. You know, against the, t- you know, I look at this Nylander, Tavares, and Bertuzzi line. Bertuzzi is going to probably help. A little bit against some of that physicality, make some room for Tavares and Nylander. But that line, I think, is going to feast a little bit because if the Wild decide we're going to try to hold down Austin Matthews here, and I think this has been kind of the benefit for the Nylander, Tavares, and Bertuzzi line, they've gotten a lot of that secondary, you know, defensive matchups, right? In a lot of cases. So I think the Leafs are going to really benefit here from just having the depth of the scoring, right? That third line, hopefully we'll get even better chances, right? As things go along, like, you know, Pat Maroon hasn't really done well for the wild since coming over there. So I think the Leafs, at least when you look at the depth should be able to take advantage of this Minnesota wild team. So that game is at eight o'clock AM on Sunday. Um, we'll likely have our next episode on Monday. Monday morning because Sunday I'll be watching the game and then I've got the Grey Cup on Sunday. For those who don't live in Canada, the Grey Cup is the Canadian Football League's championship game. is probably the biggest championship game 
in Canada for football. So I will be covering that. That is in Hamilton. So we will likely be recording the our next episode for Monday. So just watch out for that. If you're wondering when is the next episode coming up, watch for that on Monday morning. Mike and I will break down what happened here in uh, in Sweden, how the Leafs came, you know, how the Leafs do against the Wild. Mike will probably also offer some of his thoughts on how the Leafs have played in Sweden. And I'll have to ask Mike. Back on overdrive. If you didn't see Mike uh, was back on overdrive, it was a great, great return. And uh, so we, we love to see that for Mike. I know he's really happy to get back there on overdrive. So until next time, make sure you guys all go and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you also subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you tell all your friends. And please, I implore you, if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you subscribe. And if you really like the content we're putting up, Give us give us a good old like. Give us a good old like. Follow us on social media. You can go on the X platform. The at the underscore more studios. You can see her on YouTube. You can find out two S's, two T's for anybody that wants to know. Some people do get that wrong. And you can go find myself there at the underscore more studio. You can also follow the show on X at Locked On Lease. We'll be back on Monday for our next episode. But until then, keep locked right here on Locked On Leaves.